just been smoking and smoking, smoke another blunt, roll another up. You know that we can really ease your mind. Every time I smoke a reaper, that indoor high like Smith fly. If everybody smoked a blunt, relieve the mind, the world could be a better place. If everybody took a break, and we all just get wasted. Oh, good afternoon. You're listening to Cannabis Corner on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, broadcasting live from downtown New Haven. We are streaming live on TuneIn Radio and NewHavenIndependent.org. We're also streaming live video on Facebook. Just go to Facebook.com slash New Haven Independent or go to your Facebook page, look us up, and you can also hit see first to hear and see all the great programs we have here on WNHHLP, and you can also find Cannabis Corner on the Greenhaven Media Facebook page and on ProCannabisMedia.com. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Monday, November 20th. Welcome to Cannabis Corner. I am your host, Joe LaChance, Joe the Weed Guy, and I am joined here by the always ever-present classic Kristen, Kristen Sousa. How are you today, Kristen? I am good. How are you? I like my new adjectives. (laughs) Very good. And of course, by by the man, the man, Farmer Lou, Uncle Lou, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, brother. You know, it's always a good thing to be here and being able to do things, you know, having having another week of good times. It's our Thanksgiving week. What do you think, brother? I'm giving thanks, brother. I'm giving thanks that I am back in Connecticut. As much as I love the island and I always have a home there, now that is my second home. Um, That's right. It did me good. I learned a lot. And now I am back and better than ever. And I'm ready to make things happen. And there is a lot of stuff happening. So that's well, there's a, a lot for all of us to be thankful for. You know what I mean? I'm super grateful and thankful for so many things this year. And um, I'm really excited about our guest this week, too. Our guest is, a, is another cool person. So, you know, this is going to be a really cool show. I think this is going to be a great show with a lot of uh, positivity and good vibes. Yeah, it's our musical guest, our first musical guest, really. I don't That's remember. Right. I mean, we had the Red Baron, I think, once. Yeah. God rest that him. The good man. That's right. Uh, but yeah, we don't have a lot of musical guests here, but I felt like, you know, why not? It is that yeah. time of year, and he's yeah, a big supporter. A of the yeah, Boris, a big great supporter. Yep, yep. So yep. I'm really excited about that, Joe. What good. Else, and what's, I- what else you got going on, Joe? Well, I'm really excited about all the cool things going on uh, around Connecticut. And we got Kristen here in the corner, Kristen's corner. Uh, And Kristen, how are you? You're going to tell us a little bit about all the great things going on in Connecticut. Everything good with you? What are you thankful for? Everything is great. What am I thankful for? Um, My daughter is coming home from college tomorrow, so I like hanging out with Michaela. She still thinks I'm a cool person to chill with, so I'm going to take that for, you know, as long as it lasts. Yes, yes. Wow, you're Um, still a cool mother. I don't know. You're a cool mother. You really are, though. See, you you don't (laughs) pretend to be the cool mom. You really are the cool mom. That's why. I'll take it. I'll take it. But yeah, so so that so yeah, definitely excited about Thanksgiving. Um, I have to cook a turkey, and that's not my favorite, but I'm thankful anyway. (laughs) 
You know you can't you know, buy them. That's <laughs> I, I I fry a turkey breast usually. It's just me. I do uh, or that, and as silly as it sounds, I end up getting like sushi or Japanese food or Chinese food or something if it's not my year with the kids. So I have a standard divorced dad. <laughs> I would take that and run with it, though. I would absolutely get California rolls and some of those like pork dumpling things and rock it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All yeah, about it. Yeah, I guess that's a sushi palace is always open on the holidays. So that's where I usually end up. And uh, if I if it's, you know, you alternate every year with the kids and your ex-wife and things like that. So, you know, some years you got them, some years you don't. And then my family's fairly far away. And, um, you know, sometimes uh, my parents will actually come and we'll have sushi together or something. We'll get Chinese food nice. together. Yeah. Well, that's so. what it's about. <laughs> it's about. Good friends, family, people you care about getting together and sharing a meal. doesn't matter what meal it is. You can eat whatever the hell you want. Just That's be right. grateful. That's what it's about. You share with each other a good meal. Take a day off. Do whatever. Watch your football. Do whatever you want. Smoke a bunch of weed. And enjoy the day. Smoke a bunch day. of weed. Just Smoke a bunch of weed and watch the parade. And family. Right. With <laughs> oh, your friends you and family. That's the I day. like that stupid parade. And give Every thanks. And then yeah. the next day, you go out and spend all your money. But, <laughs> I mean, I got a store, so I hope people that's all you want to do. Here, but but uh, yeah, by the way, Black Friday uh, will be Green Friday this year because it is my birthday. That's so, right. So he's yeah. gonna make it real green. So this is a great week for me, you know. So I'm very, very happy. Very, very happy. All right, Kristen. Enough talk. What's going on? Ah, What's the action? Get to work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on our list for this week, as usual, there are just a lot of really cool events, whether they are educational or networking or things to go to. So we've kind of got like a good range of that. Um, so the first one is actually something that's happening tonight. And I think we touched on it a little bit last week, but the Social Equity Council reinvesting in communities uh, that were impacted by the war on drugs and taking some of those funds. So this evening, they're having a community conversation. Uh, the moderators include Kibra and Robin Porter, and that is through the Next Level Empowerment Program. So that's a community conversation and information garnered from that conversation will help determine where some of these funds are reallocated to. So it's really important to use your voice. It's not just a fun hashtag. You should actually show up, sit at these tables, use your voice and help have some impact. So if you are available to do that, um, like I said, it's Next Level Empowerment Program. And both Kibra Bolden um, and Robin Porter will have information on their social handles. And, and we discussed a similar event last week for the Hartford area. Now, this is the New Haven area one. I want people this to know right that. Here. It's, yes. This is right in our listening circle. Yes. This is, so, if you hear this, you can participate tonight. If you are a nonprofit, especially, they are looking to allocate money that was given to the Community Reinvestment Fund through the money made through the legal cannabis industry. So... We have to take advantage of this. All you nonprofits, people who are working in the industry, you can be a part of getting a piece of this money and you all deserve it. So take note of that. And please, if you're in the New Haven area, participate in this and get that money. So <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. All right. As they should. <laughs> and we'll put a link up for that. <laughs> that All was right. a great segue into the nonprofits, semi-unrelated, but still part of the community. Um, a great nonprofit that we are all aware of, Kimura's Community, um, Kimura's Cultural Coroner. 
she is having a community conversation. So that's virtual. That's tomorrow evening. Um, you can sign up online through her Zoom link, registration link. That is not necessarily necessarily cannabis specific, but it's certainly catering to our community and folks within our community, just talking about tending your own plots, your lifestyle and lifestyle improvement techniques and things like that. So she always holds some really good kind of engaging, informative conversations. So that's through Kimora KCC, and that's tomorrow night. Great. And she's a big supporter of the cannabis community as well as the community at large. And it's and, and and they both have to start working together. So I think she does a great job of blending the two. That intersectionality. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what else do we have? Um, Higher Collective is having a soft opening tomorrow as well. So they're next to the Parkville Market in Hartford. So folks Feel free to go out and support that. It's a soft opening, not a grand opening, but they are opening uh, tomorrow in Hartford. So that would be a great thing for y'all to go out and support those new owners and those see what are they have all to social offer. equity owners. Um, Absolutely. All the owners of higher collectives are social equity owners. I attended the one in Willington. Great, uh, great people. And I know the people in Hartford are great, great people. Uh, so we got to support our social equity applicants. Uh, so that is going to be in Hartford, higher collective soft opening. All right, good. Yep, yep. What else do we got on here? Um, the Canna Warriors, again, they're doing a food drive. So any of their very locations. Very successful food truck. Yep, very successful food drive, as we've been seeing, which is pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely love doing that. doing good things for the rest of the people around here, so. Yep, you yeah, can definitely. find out about that on their Facebook page. Yeah, and I think things like that are so important. You almost, not even almost, I just feel like we have an obligation, humans in general, to help those that are That's right. maybe experiencing struggles or a little less fortunate than us, and there's always something you can do to help, so I love that. Um, so they've got their food drive very successful, and I believe that's going a couple more days. Obviously, Thanksgiving is next Thursday, um, but we're also going into the Christmas season, so folks need food all the time. Yeah, you know, um, I was speaking with um, not to cut you off again. I apologize, no. but I was speaking to one of the food pantries, and the unconventional things that people don't think about are can openers, manual uh, can openers, tools. You know, a lot of the yeah, the actual tool to use the can goods. So if you're out there doing this, grab one of those like two dollar manual can dollar store, baby. Go. You'd be surprised yeah, like something super you can simple. Yeah, that super was a simple. really good thing to add. Yeah, I asked that question and I was like, you know, what are some of the things? But that was the answer. It was a can opener. Yeah, for like 10 bucks, you can get a bunch of good stuff at the dollar store. Right. So, uh, you but know, yeah. and that's always good to help out the needy. And I believe Burn and Learn is doing the same, right? Yes, thank you. They are as well. Um, so absolutely, those are great. And I'm really glad you brought that up because that's, you know, you think about certain things, but also buying boxed foods that require a lot of ingredients. These folks may not have a kitchen to prepare it and they may not have the ingredients in the mixing bowl. And so just be cognizant of, of what you're purchasing all in one flip tops, can openers. That was a really good ad. Yeah, very cool. And I also hear in Middletown, they're, they're, they're collecting toys. True. Yes. Yes. Um, through myself. So my store is on College Street. I own Sugar Leaf. Um, we are collaborating with the Middletown Park and Rec. So it's the Bernie O'Rourke and Hunter Memorial 
uh, toy drive. I believe this is the 38th annual. So definitely swing through. I'm not the only location in Middletown, but if you're local to me, swing by, say hi. We're collecting toys for kids in Middletown. Um, and that runs through gosh, I want to say the week before Christmas. Um, and if you're interested in being a recipient of those toys, the only kind of criteria is that you live in Middletown. So you would have just have to show up and show your ID. So if you're Middletown local, go to the middletownrec.org website, sign up. You don't have to prove income. You don't have to, you don't have to prove anything. Just if, if you're in need, you are able to receive that help and you just have to be a Middletown resident. So make Very sure you cool. sign up prior to December 11th. There is a deadline for signing up to be a recipient of the toys and it's right. for children ages 12 and under. Um, Okay, very, very good. And, you know, this is why they call this holiday Thanksgiving. So it's all about giving. And Kristen, now what is a, uh, we got a big party coming up this <laughs> month, right? We do. Big party and a big announcement to make. And Uncle yes. Lou's even going to hear this for the first time, but I didn't have time to tell him because it had to be, <laughs> the deal had to be closed quick. But Cannabis Corner is going to be, sponsoring this party and we are Hi. going to have a table there and we are going to either broadcast live <laughs> on facebook and youtube or record interviews with the people there and play them live depending on the technical so i've never been so excited to use a bluetooth microphone in my life joe <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Well, I'm so ready. We are like going that. to have we'll a have huge a presence at this uh, at this party. I'm very excited about that. Um, well, then, if we're doing that, make sure to stop by and people come in and enjoy some things for, from us. Yes, I was going to uh, say, Cannabis Corner will most will have yep. some giveaways, free giveaways for our listeners. You come in, say hello, take a picture with us, uh, maybe do a quick little interview with us, and we'll have free giveaways at that table. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's going to be a yeah. great, a lot of support from the community. They are still looking for sponsors. Um, maybe a couple vendor tables are still open, but mostly sponsors, people to help out monetarily, uh, and, uh, planning a lot of good things, planning a lot of good things for this party. It's going to be a big blowout bash. So, uh, looking forward to it. Like All right. And then the other thing is, uh, kind of a personal announcement, but again, uh, NECAN is coming to Connecticut, and um, the team here will be getting involved in NECAN as well. So uh, we want everybody, we want to get the whole community out because we think this year's event is going to be much bigger and uh, much different than last year's event with a lot more participation from the industry, more booths, more speakers. Uh, and uh, so we're looking for a real good event. It's going to be on October this year. So that gives us a lot of time to get going. People uh, come on out to NECAN. And of course, we'll make sure there's a giant, great after party after it. As good or as better than last year's, because I know we all had a good time there. Um, so, yeah, that's a big announcement. We will be supporting NECAN again this year. So uh, if you're interested in that, you can get in touch with me at Joe, the weed guy. And since Lou is in here right now, Kristen and I, if you, um, I know if you need any help with your business out there, we're both available to talk to you and help out. You can reach me at Joe, the weed guy and at classic Kristen. Correct. Correct. 
All right. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to our guest. I think Lou had to take a bathroom break, which is good uh, because I don't want him holding it during the show. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I had to let Blueberry out or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, no, I'm excited, I'm excited to be back. Forget. I'm really excited okay. to be back, um, especially this time of year. It's a good time of year. Um, you know, Thanksgiving, like I said, my birthday coming up. <laughs> and um so things uh things are really looking up for the cannabis industry and uh you know i'm really excited about the future and what's happening because i do want cannabis corner radio to be a big part of that as it, it is but yes absolutely yeah great 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 i'm excited too we've got a lot of good stuff coming up and, and we talk about it each week you know i think it's growing where you know, it, it, just more events, more people, not necessarily new faces, but the, the same friends that we've always had just kind of stepping out and, and adding to their repertoire, for lack of a better word. And it's fun. It's exciting. Well, I good like watching people grow, you know, like I want to cheer people on. I'm inherently a cheerleader. I love seeing other people do cool stuff. I'm like, yes. Yeah, me it's too. Great. That's my thing. I like promoting the community at large. Yeah. So everybody in the community, you know, that's what it's all about. That's why we did this thing. That growth is a big part of it and being able to help foster and get for everybody goes a really, really long way. Yeah. And, you know, that's what we're all about. This is a plant, right? So, you know, when you talk about growth, it grows, you know, and the community has grown. Lou and I can certainly attest to that from, you know, a very small amount of people who not necessarily didn't come out. They didn't come out. running around places and it had to be done in other states usually and that was the hardest part of it and that's the conversation that a lot of people have these days you know oh i started in another state where i had to leave here and go into other states you know and then make your way back and um, oh yeah i think it started in rhode island they were the first people don't know they went medical yeah. before mass they went medical before everyone so once they went we, medical we, they we had a, a real- lot of things Really good caregiver program. <laughs> and uh we did you know, a whole lot of over... things in Massachusetts. <laughs> and then it moved over to Mass. A lot of the Rhode Island guys moved into Mass, if you notice. Yeah. They play yeah. with each other quite a bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then um, and then of course some of us Connecticut people moved up into Mass when it moved that way. Because we wanted to learn and we wanted to be a part of it. We knew our state wasn't ready yet. They had just done medical and, you know, they really didn't have it together. But we both cut our teeth in other states and we learned. We learned from people who were doing it, you know, from Mm -hmm. veterans, you know. I would say I did the same thing. I joke. I'm like, I played in Rhode Island and then I started working in Massachusetts. So I got both, uh, Mm -hmm. both angles of it. No, you got to. You absolutely have to, because that's how you learn the industry, because it is, you know, besides just being a statewide industry, it is a regional industry as well. So what happens in Mass affects what happens in Connecticut, et cetera. And now we have New York. And Lou and I even used to go to New York. We used to go to New York quite a bit. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it. You have to travel. You have to be willing to travel if you really want to make it in this industry. Um, you know, and I think that's very, very important. And I think our guest is here. 
Yes. I did see somebody sign in. Yes, yes. All right. So I'm going to introduce our guest, and I'm very excited to have him today. With us today is Mr. Dylan Cater, and Dylan Cater is the vocalist for Creamery Station, a Connecticut-based band. They take multiple styles of music, such as jam, blues, rock, bluegrass, and they mix it together into what is guaranteed to be a thrilling live experience that you won't be able to get enough of. Dylan is the lead vocalist. Uh, Harry Cooper is on vocals and drums. And then we have Jim Cater on guitar, Alec Don Stefano on harmonica, Alex Wu on bass, Michael Ryan on percussion, and John Trulson on vocals. Dylan, how are you today? I bet he's muted. <laughs> Unmute, my friend. <laughs> Ah, the unmute button. That'd probably help, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> Dylan, my friend. Dylan, my friend. How are you? Oh, good, man. Thank you so much for having me on. We appreciate it. Oh, man. We appreciate you coming on. I see you got your Grateful Dead shirt on. <laughs> oh, I always got to rep it, you know? You represent yeah, the OGs of jam music. Absolutely. Uh, I grew up on, unfortunately, I didn't catch Jerry, but I grew up on Bobby Tour with Rat Dog and definitely a huge influence on our music as well as my connection to the whole cannabis community and everything. Right. Yeah. Great community here. And you guys always have great guests on. So I always love to tune in and happy to be a part of it myself. Excellent. I'm glad we finally got you on. There we go. There we go. That's the way to get prepared. So, you know, I'm interested a little bit um, in the origins of your band. I see you're in there with your dad. Is this correct? So this is kind of a family. And is there another family member in there, too, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, no, but uh, we all kind of become a family when we all start playing together. But, yeah, no, so my father's the guitar player, and he got me into music. And uh, like I said, it all becomes a family when you're in a band. But to start with somebody in your actual direct family is a really cool way to start it. Oh, and I think yeah, it's a tone for everything moving forward as a band. I think it's cool that you as a father and son, you know what I mean? You go on the road together, you make music together and you know, you're, you're not a kid anymore. You're older and still at this age, you've maintained that relationship. You don't fight on the road. You get along. I think that's freaking great. I really do. And and that was one thing that impressed me about the band, because as you know, I found out about you through my family um oh look at you blessings on blessing it, 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 it pays to, to, to enjoy the best that's what i always say when that happens you know thank you for <laughs> muting that dylan that might have broke that, the uh the that was awesome. but that's you know to jump in on that conversation you guys you know we'll talk more about it but your style of music is very much within that enjoyable chill you know you want to play it while you're sitting smoking relaxing you know you got oh, your yeah. family vibes you might be doing a little cookout or something so now as we move into this little holiday season you know throw it up on uh spotify or stream or something and it's really cool um so yeah oh, they got, going, they going, got yeah. cds out um yeah. so how long have you guys been together though um so we're, we're just talking about this recently it's it's been actually almost 10 years now and uh we started off just playing parties at the house and uh like we said, my father is the guitar player in the band, and uh, 
we've, we, I kind of like that was my introduction to the the music world. But then you were pretty my own, young back then. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they always bring up this story of me at three years old uh, walking on stage and asking my dad to tie my shoe. <laughs> and uh, so I've been around a <laughs> Pretty funny story, but uh, yeah. So then I kind of got into the jam scene on my own through my own accords, my friends, and everything, and it was really cool to kind of bring it together. So it's one of those things where my father loved a lot of the same music as well. And when I started playing, we started jamming a lot and it really started connecting. And we brought in a few of his friends that we knew and a few of my friends. And it really became like a family. And it, it, it's a it's a really cool thing to be able to do that. And uh, we really try and capture that laid back vibe. Obviously, I'm uh, quite the cannabis user. So uh, I think that it's one of those things where it, it kind of rolled into itself and uh (laughs) i guess i couldn't have used a better pun for that one but uh it just all seems to come together serendipitously and it's a really beautiful community i love when the cannabis and the music industries connect and that's like one of the most special things i'd say that we have so many different groups of people and generations coming in together as a band but also with our family and I always say family instead of fans because it really feels like that. And I think we have such a special energy as a crowd and it, it really is infectious and it, it, it's pretty special. This weekend we played at uh, Arch Street in Hartford and we played at Shaskeen up in Manchester, New Hampshire. And uh, you just felt it at both places that yeah. energy is just so right. Everybody's having such a great time and everybody's appreciative and supportive of each other. And that's what we're trying to portray and what we're trying to create so it's really yeah. great to see it happening and you know you, you see it in both the communities but when we see it coming together and from all different walks of life it's really a special thing and it kind of shows that music and cannabis can bring us all together uh, so, i agree i agree the yeah, universal yeah. language and the universal plant my friend exactly Even up at Street, we're doing uh to kind of bring it together i mean the whole uh, a lot of our friends with the gift gang and everything they set the tone right. So up at our Art Street show, we uh we were handing out free gifts. So anybody that wanted one, we were handing out free doobies to everybody. And just wanted to show the appreciation for everybody supporting us as a band. And it, it just felt great to be able to do that and just see the smiles on people's fa- faces when they get a free joint handed to them, you know? And that's right. what it's supposed to be all about. It's supposed to be people like lending out a hand and supporting each other in this. Yeah, no, I totally, right. totally agree, my friend. You know, I'm curious about the name station how did you get the name where did you come up with that i'd say that's the the question people are always most curious about there <laughs> i know that's why I asked. it's a weird enough name you can't forget it but uh what does it mean you know and uh so i grew up uh on a farm in bethany connecticut that when it was operational it was called the cream line dairy and i moved in there my father me my sister and my mother uh when it was no longer operational but we grew up there and there was a building, a stone building on there called the Creamery Building, where they would store all the old dairy products and stuff to keep them cold. And they had an old, like, at this point, actually, it was one of the first uh, refrigeration units where they still used an ice block. So they have this ice block room set up, and it would shoot the air from the ice block room into a cool room where you would keep the dairy. And uh, just kind of cool, random. That's old, man. Uh, dairy facts for everybody out there. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we uh, <laughs> we would all hang out in the creamery building. That's where we would throw our parties. We do our smoking and stuff. And we threw a lot of festivals there. We had like Twiddle, Eggy, members of Goose, all sorts of great bands coming through over the years. And for me, I was just a, an avid music lover. And 
with my dad being good on guitar, I just really wanted to be able to play and hang out with friends, play around the campfire and everything. And I never really thought it was it was going to be something I would be able to do. So when I started doing more philosophy and realizing through Taoism that it's not about being directly good at something right away, but it's about the work that you put in. And so if you can't do something, it's maybe it's not that it's not for you. Maybe you just need to actually work on it. So I, I wasn't uh, wasn't able to play guitar right away, but I just thought in my mind, if I just put a couple hours in every day, I'll be able to play around the fire and have fun and just hang out with some friends. And then it kind of just caught on and it was a snowball effect where it just kept rolling. It, it was just so much fun. And it just seemed to come so naturally that we all jumped on it and we created a band. We started playing opening sets at the parties and the festivals and it just was, it was great. So uh, one of those things where you just, you don't have a bigger smile than when you're on stage and connecting with your bandmates through music and everybody out there. And there's this back and forth with the crowd and the band. And uh, we just had to play more. So it just became infectious, like we say. And we just kept hitting the road more and more and playing more, putting more songs out there, working on originals. And it kind of just steamrolled from there into where it is. So the name for our, in our thoughts is, it's a throwback to the farm where we started in our origins, but also about being a destination on the train tracks of life. You know, we hope people can come off there. It's a life's stressful, man. It's not easy for anybody. So if we can give a little bit of sanctuary to people to get off at our stop and enjoy themselves, recharge their batteries and bring some of that positive energy forward with them in life. That's our goal. And that's what our name is about. I love it. I love it. Now, I've had the pleasure of actually uh, being at that farm. I did not attend a festival, but I have been in the in the building. So I okay, do know the vibe out there. You do. <laughs> I have been over there. So I do uh, enjoy. I do know what you're talking about. So I get it. The Creamery Station. Um, now, where does the cow come from, dude? You have been known to one. I should have shown some pictures and I've seen you. You came... I've seen you in this outfit. You have been known to get on stage, go out in public in a cow outfit. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think one of my more viral videos uh, online was uh, at one point I was just walking through Bridgeport downtown in a cow onesie with a mandolin. <laughs> and we're just like playing along. <laughs> on the Next thing you know, cameras are out everywhere, taping it and stuff. But uh, we, I guess the security guard came up to me and I guess uh, he heard over the speaker that... Uh, there was a singing cow that was walking around the University of Bridgeport. <laughs> He's like, I didn't think it was a person. He's like, I didn't know what the heck I was looking for. But uh, <laughs> it brings Are a lot you of busy on Friday? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's Dylan, funny. you might have a little business there making personal appearances. That's the cow. Oh, that's a good idea right there. I'll though. hire you. <laughs> exactly. Hey, we yeah, got we a party coming up. You want to be the cow? Something at your front door. Cow cow <laughs> there we go. But uh, that, that's just one of those things where it's, it's just a lot of fun. You know, it, it's a throwback to the farm as well when we're wearing the cow stuff. But it's just about just putting down your barriers for a little bit and just enjoying it. And I feel like when you, uh, you see a singing cow walking through Bridgeport playing a mandolin, you kind of forget about your troubles for a little bit and you just get to enjoy life. And I, I think not enough people get to do that. So it's it's good just to bring some happiness and joy to people. And that's what it's all about for us. Yeah, so you do that Yeah, through the music and spread the love. Yeah. Exactly. It's about spreading the love, you know? I love it. I love it, Dylan. So you... Onesie today is what I should have done if I yeah, was Yeah, man. 
Stoner problem, you know. I kind of, I forget things every now and then. Next but... time. Next, exactly. That's all right. That's all right. We'll get you out there. I'll find one online. We'll, I expect we'll to see it. you Don't at worry. one of the events Absolutely. with that on there. Uh, now I got to see you guys in them too. You know, she's talking about looking up online. We got to get all of us down there together. All right. If you can get a green one, I'll wear it. Uh, uh, you know, I got to be the green, green cow and I'll do it. Uh, so we'll Joe, we'll I will find you. you a green cow costume. All right. It has to be a onesie. All right, we're getting, I'll, I'll do it. You know me. I'll do it. <laughs> we'll just get off track all the day. That's all right, man. That's what it's about. I love it. <laughs> well, this is the cannabis corner. What else could it be? <laughs> oh, so, it. Dylan, now you play a lot of festivals, right? That's one of your big things. And we're talking right. festivals. Like we're talking three stage festivals up in Maine and all over the all over the country. These big things you see in the summertime, man. What is that like? And 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 and, you know, is that how you entered the cannabis industry, kind of? Well, you know, I uh, I've definitely been in the cannabis industry for a while there since even before I was doing music or anything. But um, I think it really helped make those connections and really turn it into a lifestyle more than just something I'm enjoying recreationally because it's about who you know and who you meet. And there's so much knowledge out there. And that's, that's why it's one of the things that's so important that we're legalizing and everything's being more open now because there is more information to be shared. So before it was difficult to find information on things and how good cannabis is for people. So when you go to a lot of these festivals, you have a great community and we get to share a lot of knowledge. Not only do we share great times, but we share knowledge. And that is a place where I made a lot of the connections and took that step to the next level where I realized that this is something that needs to be for everybody. And I need to do my part to get it out there for everybody. Right. So I think, right. Like some, some festivals, like we, we have a great time and everything. But one of the biggest things to me is when we go there, I love the whole family and we get to hang out with all of our people. And uh, it's hard because we're on the road and we're always playing the same nights as every other musician. Everybody's all the same nights, you know, every Friday, Saturday, then you have off nights, you play places. And the festivals are one of the few places that we all get to come together and enjoy each other's presences and enjoy their bands. And I get to sit there. I play for my friends, get off stage, get to be one of them and enjoy my other friends bands. And it's get in the audience and dance and do all the cool stuff. Right. It's so reciprocated with the energy in a place like that. And that's, what's so special. And there are so many different aspects to it there on the music side to connect on the cannabis side. And I think that's what's so special about this and powerful about the plant and music that it brings people together. And psychedelics too. I mean, that's, in, that we're talking a lot about psychedelics now because that's the next, that's the next thing, right? That's really? the next thing we got to work on. And and the festivals are also a place. I mean, you know, you got to watch what you're doing obviously, but psychedelics are a big thing too and that's a big part of the experience i think that people need to understand too you don't overdo it but it can definitely increase that feeling of community absolutely i think it increases the feeling like you say but also it's, it seems like a safe place to do it because you have a community looking out for you and everybody has to obviously take care of themselves but it helps a lot when you have a community behind you to try and expand your mind and try and reach into depths that you haven't gone to potentially before. And it yeah. feels like one of the things where I, I can't say I haven't experimented on my own and stuff too, but a lot of the, the deepest connections I've made with people and finding that next level has been done at a festival where I, I feel comfortable. And 
you kind of can challenge yourself because there are so many things going on. But if you're going through that and you're able to enjoy yourself and really focus on what you need to do for your work to grow, it's it's a powerful tool to use. And I, I think the community behind it, like you said, is the most important thing. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, you can find actually pretty wise people, almost like shaman type people that you can actually talk to help guide you through the experience. There are medical tents there. They're very prepared at these festivals, very secure. They have security, medical uh, for any of your needs, you know, people you can talk to. And I think that's important because they've learned over the years. Let's be real. You know, it's different from when what they were doing in the 60s with the psychedelics. We've learned from that experience of people having bad trips and nobody to help them, you know, because nobody else knew what the hell they were doing either. They're all first timers, right? They're all novices. But now you have experienced people, people have been on the festival scene for years and years and years who can spread knowledge, spread wisdom and keep that community together. I think it's a great experience. Um, Do you have any cool road stories? (laughs) Oh God! Yeah, both of those. But I just want to point on the fact too that before we move on to that, that it's it's great that everybody's there and you're not nobody. Nobody's feeling judged in a place like that too. And the, the the shame that sometimes comes with that is such an odd thing that forces people to try and hide things. And to me, I think things in the open are the most important thing. And that's where we move forward and we progress. So moving things into the open, like we are with cannabis and now with psychedelics. I think is just so important for the growth of our society. So I just wanted to touch on that before we move on. But uh, uh, stories for the road. Uh, geez. Uh, if you want to give me a topic you want to go with, because I mean, we've had some uh, ridiculous times there, you know? So uh, we've been on uh, nationally the last couple of years and just really trying about to get the, the music- strangest interaction with the fan. <laughs> the look on your face. You're I like, mean, while you're playing, I, I don't mean a backstage interaction. I don't need to know about that. I mean, like, uh, you know, on stage with a fan. Did you have have a fan run up on stage, do something crazy? All right. Oh, yeah. We've had all of those for sure. Uh, Gee, honestly, I don't know where to start with some of those stories. But uh, (laughs) I think one of the funniest ones that just first came to mind, that isn't like too. Too bad for the air. (laughs) Too bad out there, whatever. But uh. I think we're playing at the Met in Rhode Island and uh, it was a Halloween show. And I guess the guy knew that we were coming and we had the whole cow thing going on. So next thing I know, he had one of those like inflatable suits where like he has the fan pushing it outward. And he has a massive cow. And uh, <laughs> you see him bouncing around in the crowd. It's a big crowd. And like, I'm, I'm looking out there. I'm like, is that a cow out there? It's kind of dark in the crowd. And it's just massive. It's this huge blow up suit. And the dude's just getting down out there. And it was just a, a lot of fun. Next thing you know, he's up on stage dancing with us. And we're all in cow onesies. This guy's in a cow suit. And uh, it's, it's just a fun time, you know. And that, that, I think that was the Met in Rhode Island. So I feel like I'd mention that too. Uh, if you are out in the Rhode Island area or Eastern Connecticut, we're December we're taking off. But starting in January, we're doing every second Sunday at the Met. A nice early matinee show. And it starts at 420. Uh-huh. every yeah, sunday huh and starting january at the met in rhode island that's good to know all right let me do like a 420 smoke and then like a 422 425 start you know and uh, it's a free show every second sunday out there uh we've been doing it for a couple of months this month we unfortunately have to take off because we're heading down to virginia we're doing an after show for goosemas for our friends down there and if you guys know goose they're another local connecticut band that 
hit it huge the last few years and been touring nationally. So we're happy to take the month off from the Met and we're going to head down there and party with them for Goosemiths. And uh, it's, their, it's their big Christmas show of the year. And they put on a killer two night one in Hampton, Virginia. And we'll be doing the after show. But starting wow. back in January, we'll be back at the Met up there in Rhode Island every second Sunday through the rest of the winter. And it'll be a good time. Congratulations. Now, speaking of hitting it big, you, I think over the summer, the summer you had some, uh, the summer before you had some good chart action on one of your albums. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, you really made uh, a bit, a lot of noise, kind of took you up to the next level. I heard you out there on talk shows, talking to people. Tell us a little bit about how that was. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Our last album, actually, um, we let it out during COVID, actually. It was, it was pretty wild. Right. We, uh, we were doing it. We were, we were recording. Then we had to take a few months off. And we were kind of doing it like from home. We were doing all the phone calls and stuff. And we finally got back in there safely and finished it up. And, uh, yeah, it hit number one on the Relics National Jam Bands charts. And it stayed top 10 for, I think it was seven months, which uh, all the promoters that we were working with were saying that's pretty unheard of to just stay up there for that long. So we were pretty excited and we had a lot of buzz about it. And that actually set up our whole first national tour that took us from the Canada border up on Vermont, all the way out to California through Utah, Colorado to the South and playing back up. We did a big old triangle through the whole country and that kind of like set our gears in motion there. And then uh, in July this year, a few months ago, we let out another album is our third one that we released. And that also hit the top 10 charts and sat there for months and it was doing a great job. And it's just really cool to see how our music is being received. And we're really appreciative of the support we have out there. So it just feels great to be able to play for people, especially when we get to travel more now. We're playing like we were down in the Virgin Islands touring. Then we're playing down south. We're out there to Arkansas at some beautiful festivals this summer up at Ohio and everything. And it's just a really cool experience. And the whole journey has been quite pleasurable, you know, and very fruitful. Where I feel like we've learned a lot, we've had the good times, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. No, man. No, that sounds like a dream life, bro. You know, I'll never forget. I think it was a part of that tour where you did, during COVID, a drive-in concert in Milford behind the mall. And I thought it was the coolest thing to do for the people because we had just come out of lockdown, I think. And you right. had figured out a way to still play and social distance. Because <laughs> yeah. you had everybody in their cars and they were tailgating. It was a beautiful experience. And and I it was it was just great. You know what right. I mean? And that's friend, the- he uh he put it, it was his idea, he put it together, and we were really happy to be a part of it. It was one of those things where like we were all missing the community aspect and everybody wanted to be safe and everything. So our thought was. We did the drive-in, like you said, and everybody got their own like 10 by 10 area near their car. So you came with your group that you felt comfortable with and you had to stay with them and everybody got to enjoy it. To me, it reminded me of being like in a Grateful Dead lot. So we had like this lot party going on with 400 of our family. Yeah, yeah, it was a big tailgate party. Right, yeah. But then you throw a full stage with a full sound system on there. I'm like, well, how do you beat that, you know? And they had a great sound system and it was absolutely phenomenal. And it was just such a breath breath of fresh fresh air there to come back into that after covid and from there we've just been pushing it forward and we're really excited to see where this goes i I feel like from there we've just only gone up and even in the last six months or so i feel like we've been firing on different cylinders where we've been playing some incredible stuff and i feel like we've taken leaps as a band so i'm really excited to take this next 2024 
to really like almost reintroduce ourselves to everybody because I really do feel we've taken that step. So if anybody out there hasn't seen us in a few years, I really hope you'll come out and see us. We're going to do a lot of shows coming up and there are some big ones and we have a lot of great new music that we want to share with everybody. Yeah. Hey, let's talk real quick about the cannabis industry. Now you have your own brand, Mm -hmm. right? Tell us a little bit about that. You know, how you got started, what you, you know, what's that, what's that all about? Yeah. Do we, uh, do we talk about events here? Do we not? Well, we just say that you can be found out and about. I just want to hear about the brand. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, um, honestly with everything being more open nowadays and with creamery really being in my mind, a, a big part of the cannabis industry and community itself, we decided to just put the two together, honestly, where we want to promote the band at the same time. So we're, uh, we're out there at some events and stuff. If you come out and find us in the the areas in Hamden and such, that yeah, uh, albums always your albums out there to to right. give away or for sale for the community merch, right? Lots of merch there. Some branded. And at the same time, we try to exhibit some really nice cannabis products to share with everybody and show what's going on. And really, in our mind, we're trying to show what people need and what people want versus what the recreational cannabis industry is trying to shove down people's throats. Right. So to be a part of these events is really special to us. And like I said, with things being more open now, we just wanted to, to put our mark on it as well and show that we support the whole movement. So we decided to brand ourselves with the band. So if if you see a, a creamery station table at one of these events, come on over and say hi, and we'll hook you up with some beautiful stuff just to try some things out. We'll talk about the band, give some free album. Absolutely. We have all sorts of t-shirts and merchandise for sale and stickers. We give out. You got little cows. (laughs) All All sorts of funny little knickknacks and paddywhacks. But uh, yeah, so it's just uh, really great to be a part of it. And we want to show that we support it, like I said. And I think that's what we're doing. And I'm really happy. You certainly have. I would say you're almost the official band of the uh, Connecticut cannabis industry. And, you know, people don't know, this goes back a while. You played at one of the normal Christmas fundraisers. You've been supporting the cannabis industry, uh, you know, for quite, quite a while. Um, You know, so and I think that's important for people to know that, you know, you, your band have been a part of it. Interesting enough, I mean, I found out about you through through my family, you know, through my cousin <laughs> um, who introduced me to the band. Actually, okay. one of my ex family members is a member of your band, but that's a whole nother thing. It's a small community, you know, I love seeing it. It's all a very out. small world. I and mean, that's small what I'm world. saying when we talk about family, right? Absolutely. Um, that's the thing where we, we want to show that we're on the side of the change that the people want. And that's why we want to be a part of it. And we've been there for a long time being a part of it. And we want to just make sure that we're there in solidarity with the people and not for the companies for profit. And I think that's the big thing that our entire community is pushing that is now being recognized by the government, luckily, little by little. And we're going to need to keep pushing, of course. And that's yeah, what power takes. to the people, right? That's supposed to power be to the people that, you know, that's loud enough, they will listen. Uh, right. And we've proven that time and time again uh, on certain levels, right? They, they legalized cannabis because the people wanted it. Well, you know, whether they did it the way we wanted it or not, they still did it. At least they did it, it's kicking tough. and screaming. But, yeah. 
You know, all the out there, you know how hard everybody's been working. You know, we have a great community, all of you guys, and so many people, the Candle Warriors, doing such amazing work for all the people. And they're the ones out there on the front lines fighting for all of us. That's what's important, you know, because the government will, uh, they'll do what's in their own interest if we don't speak up. But if we speak loud enough together in solidarity, we can make a lot of amazing changes happen. And that's what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. I have seen it happen with my own eyes and been a part of it. And I know you have too. And it's, you know, it's something we all got to remember that even though we may only have one voice together, we have one giant voice. We, so, well, very good. So we have only a few minutes left, Dylan. Why don't you tell us a little bit about like the names of your, the name of your latest album, how people can find you online, follow you on social media, you know, anything you want to give out there to the public about connecting with Creamery Station. Absolutely. So, yeah, no, we, uh, we're on all the social media sites and everything. Feel free to add us. We uh, just the new album we just released was called Story to Tell, and that's available on Spotify, as well as our first ever live release on Spotify from Wormtown Festival this year. We're really excited. We got one of those things where we have all these songs and I, like I said, I feel like we've been really stepping up as a band are playing and we've been firing on heavy cylinders. And I think that shows it. We're obviously on an album. You can't go as deep on the jams and everything, but we wanted to show that we do that live. So we added some new live material on there. Next week, we're going to add another couple songs. And through the winter, we're going to keep adding more. And we're not going to be playing much this winter as we're adding more of that and taking some time to do other things, including doing some of these cannabis events. And, uh, so we're just gonna make sure we keep getting more music out there. So make sure you add us on YouTube, Spotify, Instagram, and everything. And our next show in Connecticut is gonna be January 26th at Broadbrook Opera House in Broadbrook or East Windsor, Connecticut. Okay. And we're gonna have some of the Candle Warriors there. There are gonna be some exhibitors. We're gonna be giving out free doobies to people that come and support us. And it's gonna be a great little community effort. It's gonna be a two-day event. Uh, we're headlining Friday. Our friends Mystic Dead are headlining Saturday. And we have King Sazen playing in between. Just great music all weekend. It's going to be a, a very supportive of the cannabis community. And a lot of us are going to be there having a great time. We hope everybody will be there with us. So, yeah, just keep an eye out for us in the future. We have some great tours coming up. And we really hope to catch you guys out there. So that's okay. And, you know, we I think we'll make a field trip up to that event. Why not? Cannabis Corner Radio. Yes. And 27, Broadbrook Opera House. I will be marking the calendar. And it's just such a nice room. The whole crew there is really nice. And they're supportive of our movement as well. So it's one of the places that we're happy to be there. And we'll have some great exhibitors on site. And we'll have some free giveaways for everybody. And I think it'll be a really cool community event. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm going to put that on my calendar. And you can count on us being there unless it's really snowing. But... uh, Likewise, I can make it through. (laughs) Right, Kristen's closer. (laughs) Dylan, very good. So that's creamerystation.com. Creamerystation.com at creamerystation on all social media. Yep, yeah. Creamerystation.com is the website. We're on all the social media sites and everything. Just go on Spotify. They can people can follow you on Spotify. Just look up Creamery Station. I highly recommend it. The and then music. on our Instagram, we'll be uh, we we post some cannabis things as well every now and then, as well as which events we'll be at. So if you add us on Instagram, 
you can find out where to find us and we'll be out there. You know, we're usually working them every Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, you're visiting, yeah, hanging out with the Cana Warriors. You know, you're one of them now, bro. Let's face it. Oh, you know, I got my got the shirt. I know you got the shirt. Absolutely. And we (laughs) that's the important thing that you got to stand in solidarity with the people that are working for us. So if you see the Cana Warriors out there, make sure you show them some love because they are out there for you. And that's what people need to remember that together, like you said, we have a really powerful voice, but we need to speak up together. And the community needs to come together to make that happen. And I love seeing it happen because I'm seeing it happen. And it's going to keep on rolling from there. And we're going to get what we need to, but only when we work together, be realistic about what we want, speak properly, and understand what we need. Because that's when we have the knowledge to actually be able to make change happen. All right. And with that, I'm getting the sign from the boss that it's time to sign off. So, uh Dylan, there you go. Thank you very much. I love your logo, the Creamery Station. We hope to see you out there in the cow suit, especially at the party, the big Christmas party. I'm sure you'll be there. Uh, Cow suit and all. If you get me the green one, I'll wear it. Uh, (laughs) Kristen, that's you on there, right? We got to get that. I was going to say, I'm so ready. (laughs) All right. All right, Kristen, any last words before we go? I do not. Great episode. It was really nice chatting with you, Dylan. That was great. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And again, so proud to be a part of this community. Ah, We're proud to have you. Classic Kristen on all social media. Kristen Souza. Follow her. Sugar Leaf Boutique. Uncle Lou, are you still there? Yes, sir. I really enjoyed today's show. And I'm thank you again, Dylan. And we look forward to seeing you at the next show. To everybody out there, stay happy, healthy, and high, my friends. All right. Thank you, Uncle Lou. Big shout out to you and Nautilus Mechanicals. You can follow me at Joe the Weed Guy on all social media. Also, Cannabis Corner Radio on Facebook and Haven Media on Instagram and Facebook. I am all over the place, just like a plant. I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for joining us. Everybody have a great Thanksgiving. Thanks. Be grateful. We love you. And we'll see y'all next week. Good night, Kristen. Take care now. Have a great day, everybody. Good night, Dylan. Peace and love. Before I got high, come on, y'all. Check it out. Uh, I could have cheated and I could have passed, but I got high.